Happy Monday, everyone. It is pouring and thundering here, so hopefully it's not too noisy. And you may also hear Vienna, my dog, in the back panting because she she hates thunders and she hates the rain because she immediately associates rain with thunders. So the poor thing is under the bed right now, um, but she will come out once in a while and like pace around the the room and whatnot. So don't mind all the noises in the back. This week, I have once again, surprise, surprise, a quote from James Clear. But, you know, I get his newsletter and I save a lot of the quotes that I see from his newsletter that I love, which happens pretty much every week. I'm saving a quote from him every week. And the past two weeks, so it happened that what I was going through really aligned with these two quotes. So with that said... This week's quote says, Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. I love this quote, and I found myself advising one of my friends this week to take small actions every day towards the goal she has, Instead of expecting to eat the fruit of a tree she hasn't really planted or that she hasn't really watered constantly. And by the way, this advice is one that I personally need to remember on a daily basis. And as I usually say, I remind you of this today in the hopes that you can remind me tomorrow. I think it's very important for me to mention that everything that I talk about here At some point, I forget. And in fact, doing this work is something that I've mentioned this before, that in a way is a very selfish act because I get reminded of things that I have read or that I have learned even from my own experience that, you know, there are ways that perhaps I could get a better result, but I forget. So... By no means with, you know, creating this work, that means that I am a perfect human being whatsoever. In fact, every day I am more aware of all of the imperfections, but the work here is about loving those imperfections, about knowing how to live with those in harmony with all of those polarities that we have as human beings. So anyways, going back to to the story, a couple weeks ago, I got the flu. I think I mentioned this here. And it forced me to slow down completely. I was in bed for almost six days straight. Like six days in bed. I was just getting up to go to the bathroom and take a shower because showers were like the my savior. It just felt like a warm hog. And in those minutes, I completely forgot I was sick. It was just like the best. But anyways, I stopped doing my normal routine during those six weeks. Actually, no, I went to two weeks. But anyways, I didn't feel good enough to to go to yoga class. I didn't attend any of the exercise classes that I go to like two to three times a week. And it was just simply not responsible for me to show up, even if I felt in some days like I felt okay. It was just not responsible to go to a small space a close to small space with the flu. And right after those six days that I was sick, my parents came to visit. 
and they came vi- they came to visit for a week and I was still kind of recovering plus I was busy with them so I basically changed my lifestyle for two weeks and then finally uh, I was feeling a little bit better so I booked after my parents left I I was feeling a little bit better and I booked my class for the 7 a.m. Monday yoga uh, session as I usually do and then on Tuesday I also went to the exercise class that I go to which is 20 minutes away from my house and this class starts at 7 a.m. and while I was on my way to this class and again after that those two weeks of like changing my lifestyle you know stopping all of my routines on my way to this class I had a realization that it actually takes effort to attend it specifically this one the the my yoga well the yoga studio that I go to is like right next to my house so like even if I live like I leave the house five minutes before the class I make it but this specific class that I go to on Tuesdays Thursdays and sometimes Saturdays it's 20 minutes away from my house which is usually not something you know I don't drive that that far And I have been attending for maybe a little over six months and I love it. So I got so used to the routine that I was getting there in autopilot. But this day, again, after taking those two weeks off, I realized that it is the farthest I usually drive to. It requires going to sleep the day before around 10 p.m., like already sleeping so I can, you know, be rested. It requires being out of bed early driving through one of the busiest roads around here and the total commute really takes over 40 minutes between the 20 minutes it takes me to get there and 20 minutes back which usually ends up being more like a longer commute on the way back because I hit rush hour on on the way home and in that moment of realization that going to this class takes effort I had a few minutes in which I felt very proud about myself for putting time and energy into something that I enjoy. When I got home, a funny conversation came up with my friends about the way we usually approach sharing food with our significant other. And I swear this is all going to make sense soon. And I shared how my husband would usually leave the last bite of something he likes for me. And I honestly don't think I would... I would ever do that. I mean, I don't really want to say ever, but like I I somehow don't feel shame saying that if I'm eating my favorite pizza and I have one bite left, it will not cross my mind to give it to my husband or to give it to someone else. I mean, of course, considering that, you know, my husband has already already eaten his pizza, he's eating his own Because, of course, if someone was hungry in front of me, I wouldn't think twice about giving them my pizza. But it's in those moments where, like, I don't know, we're eating a piece of chocolate cake. Not that my husband even eats that, but, like, just to give you an example. And, like, if I ate mine because I love chocolate cake and he's also enjoying it, he will leave a little piece extra for me. And and I find that just, like, so incredible I don't know like obviously we're all wired different but like that is not my default 
my default is like if I am enjoying something, unless you ask me, like if you ask me, sure, I, I would probably give it to you. And even then I may like roll my eyes. <laughs> no shame saying this, but kind of like a little bit. But for him to do this, he do this off. He really does this often. And it's just like, I find that amazing. But anyways, that same day, one of my friends shared how she was struggling with overreacting with someone that has, that has hurt her deeply. And he has hurt her with, you know, very specific actions. But also it's like the daily actions and the daily choices he makes. It just keeps, you know, hurting that that big wound that he left. And it has taken a lot of personal work for her to heal the many different wounds. Again, it's not only one that the actions of this person created. And unfortunately for her, for her, she cannot escape the interactions or not escape, but she cannot avoid the interaction with interactions with this person. And instead, she must face it on pretty much a daily basis. But her biggest issue was realizing that in those moments, those seconds that she has to respond to this person's comments or actions, she has usually chosen to respond in the same hurtful way, even when she knows that it means that it will take her peace away. In other words, she realized that she's not choosing herself when she's presented with the option to respond in these situations. And this was not the first time we were talking about how hard it was for her to choose herself and many decisions she has been presented with this year. Earlier during the week, she also mentioned that it was impossible to put her needs first with this specific situation we were talking about that she's going through. And, you know, for me, it was really hard to hear that because as someone that also loves understanding our pre-programmings at a biological level so that I can use different tools that help me overcome these limitations, I luckily, I immediately shared with her this interview I watched with a neuroscience in which she talked about the importance of overriding the familiar neural pathways our brain has created. Because again, the biggest issue for my friend was realizing, having a moment of like, I know I can perhaps ignore this comment and maybe handle it you know, in the days to come when this person is calm, the person that was, you know, that is triggering this, she instead reacted in the same way. She responded or she she was hurtful. And, and she had that moment of like, okay, I know this is triggering me. I know in a way he's doing it to hurt me and to see me react. And she reacted anyways, which, you know, we've all been there. But this is why I think it's so important also to understand our pre-programmings and how our brain, our body, our biological systems work. And in that interview that I watched, they talked about how the brain is an organ that will always look for energy efficiency, which is the reason why the brain will always choose the familiar pathways, 
or the familiar reactions or the, whatever is familiar, right? We feel so comfortable with where we are and it's hard to make decisions that we don't know the outcome for because it's unfamiliar. And it is part of this, the way that our brain is, is, is programmed because it is an energy efficient organ. So these neural pathways are the ones that we have created with our daily choices, right? I think I've talked about this in a, in a different episode. Basically, we create these connections, these highways in our brain that are signaling the brain on how to act, how to respond, how to have a thought or whatnot. And those, we have created those pathways with our daily choices, right? And that, of course, is influenced by our environment, by our family, by our culture, by our school. And it requires the awareness of understanding those patterns, those connections, the way that we're reacting. And it's really all about the patterns. It takes that awareness so that we understand and and it gives us power to act different. So we have literally built the way in which our brain is dictating how we will respond. And uh, this doctor, she was very clear in making the distinction that we cannot necessarily erase neural pathways that we have created, but we can definitely overwrite them. So think about this like your commute to work every single day. You have chosen a specific route to get there. And I'm sure it's happened before that halfway through your commute, you feel like you just woke up or you were so distracted thinking about something else that you have no idea how you even got on the highway, but somehow you're safe and in the right place. Well, that is an example of the way in which our brain is choosing what's familiar because it's efficient. So if one day you wanted to take another route, it will take more of your attention effort and energy to figure out where the exit is, how long you have to make a turn, how fast the stoplight takes, and all of those little details that we have already, you know, recognized from what we do on a daily basis. And and we do it again automatically. And I shared this with my friend because on the way to my exercise class, and with that conversation that we had about food, you know, and me in a way, choosing like my own well-being. And of course, I'm not saying this is the right way. And obviously there's a dance, like everything in in life where, you know, we cannot just always be thinking about ourselves. Of course, we have to think about others. But there's very little things like this. Like again, on my way to my exercise class, I realized that I have been creating neural pathways in my brain every day by choosing things that nurture me. And in turn, these choices have made it easier for me to choose myself with every situation I'm presented with, especially with those big moments where, you know, we we are faced to choose our own, our own well-being versus, I don't know, someone else's or you know, the expectations of someone else, what people hope for us, the dreams that other people have for ourselves. And again, of course, I'm not saying that I do this 100% of the time, but I notice it comes easier and easier every time. 
unfortunately for my friend and her current situation, it hasn't been as easy to do the same on a daily basis. And in those big moments when she's even aware of the choice she has to choose her inner peace, her biological programming has chosen the familiar, the energy-efficient way, which has meant overreacting and responding in ways she won't be proud of. And I think for me, it's also important to make that distinction that a lot of things are coming from our biological pre-programmings because we attach a lot of guilt to the way that we act. And guilt is never going to take us to a place where we can truly embrace who we are. And in fact, it's always going to make it harder to love ourselves and to accept, you know, the way that we are. And it's in that space that we give ourselves to be who we are that we can truly transform from like a very authentic place. And choosing ourselves can be expressed in an infinite amount of ways. The important part here is doing it consciously, even if it's only for five minutes every day. And, you know, because life works in the most beautiful ways. Today, we talked about this with my friend. I came across a practice in one of the books I was reading, and it suggested taking five minutes for ourselves three times a day. And in the first five minutes, you can play music that you enjoy, or you can dance a little bit without music. And it's only five minutes. So we can do that in the morning. And then perhaps in the middle of the day, we can give ourselves five minutes to close our eyes and notice what we're thinking about. Just observing those thoughts. Just giving ourselves that time to connect with our own thoughts, with ourselves. And finally, at the end of the day, we can give ourselves five more minutes to lie on the ground and place our favorite crystal on our chest. But of course, if you're not into crystals, you can also do aromatherapy or just lay on the ground with your pet or just do the same thing that you did in the morning. But the the point here is that a lot of times we think that we cannot give ourselves time or that we don't have the resources, we don't have the budget to pay for a class or to pay to go do something that, you know, we know that we may enjoy. And I've been there many times where I feel like I don't have the time or I feel like I don't have the extra budget to pay for classes. And when I read and when I came across this practice, I just really love the simplicity of it and just the fact that it takes five minutes three times a day, but five minutes. I mean, when we go to the bathroom, like that, that is five minutes. I'm sure we can take five minutes extra in the morning, also in the middle of the day and also at night, you know, like it's, it's very rare, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you, you probably have the capability to do that. So I really wanted to share this here because so many of us have been trained to put everyone else before us and without realizing it, that has taken our power away. And the most important and beautiful thing to remember is that whenever we consciously choose ourselves and build that evidence that shows that we love and care for our well-being on a daily basis, we will automatically show up better for others. 
And in turn, we will make our relationships and our world a more loving place. And again, the quote, going back to the quote, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. And I think at the end of the day, that is what we're all striving for. It is that beautiful dance between who we fully are, like who we are at the core, and always working towards transforming and growing to this new version of ourselves which in a way is a new identity a version of ourselves that you know that can show up better that can show up more lovingly for ourselves and for everyone else so with that i will leave you here i love you so much i'll see you next week yeah.